I did everything right and they indicted me. For Liberty at Night today. You do it then. Liberty at Night today. Good morning, Liberty. Well, welcome to (laughs) Nighttime Liberty, Liberty at Night. (laughs) Totally crushed it. Nailed the intro. That, that was, was actually so good. on purpose. That was so good. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. This is uh, this is this is good morning Nate liberty at liberty. Good late morning night. liberty at night. Yeah. That's what we're doing today with Conan O'Brien. So <laughs> Charlie's <laughs> drunk. He's on a hunger strike right now, so he could do the podcast. He's upset because he has a sandwich down there waiting on him. And um, yeah, at, dinner at, full di- dinner because it's dinner. nighttime. Because it's yeah, that's what's liberty going on. Night. I got you. I got. I don't you. know well, if you caught the intro. This my, is Liberty I at heard Night that. with Nate yeah. and Chuck. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of that before. But yeah, we do a we do a radio show once a week on the Free Talk Live network called Liberty at Night with Nate and Chuck. And by day, we do a podcast called Good Morning Liberty, where we do a new episode every single day of the week when we want to. We say day on purpose mm-hmm. because not morning. There's some mornings, morning. some mm-hmm. afternoons, some evenings. You're about to be gone for a couple days. That's right. Actually, I'll be here tomorrow. You will be here tomorrow? I will be. I thought you were going Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, but I don't leave tomorrow until like three o'clock. Oh, okay. So yeah. Okay. We can Sweet. do it. To, the, only, the only day we're going to miss is uh, Thursday. There's a Republican debate tomorrow night. I was thinking about seeing if anyone in the group wanted to go live. And it, I, now I'm upset that I mentioned it to everyone, but we might go live and make fun of people for a while tomorrow night. We could look into that. Sounds like we have to go live now. Thursday, we got a couple of... Uh, interview schedules since uh, you're not going to be here and all that. And then we're, we're coming up on the holy days. That way I can and, uh, miss. it's going to get shaky for a little bit. That way I can miss more episodes because mm-hmm. that's my goal. That is your goal. Yeah. Today is episode 1107. Thank you for being here. Or if you're listening on Liberty at night, it's like episode eight. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I don't know how long. I'll have to look and see how much dash we have in our account to know how many episodes. It took we've us done. a thousand episodes to get on the radio. There you go. Yeah, everyone just do a thousand episodes and you'll be on the radio too. Then you'll be good enough. All right, we've got some <laughs> some things to talk about today. You know, Charlie, yesterday, We're not very good though. No, no. Um, we uh, we talked yesterday, and I had this weird moment happen where I started to feel like I was wrong. <laughs> about something. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've ever felt that before. Um, Maybe once or twice in my it, life. We started to talk about this uh, Joe Biden versus Donald Trump thing. And we talked about the poll results showing that uh, Donald Trump was beating Biden and uh, also beating him in in the uh, swing states, five out of the six swing states. And of course, as I've said several times, I just see no way that he's actually going to be able to win the election. And it turns out there's another poll from the New York, part of this uh, part of this New York Times poll that ans- that asks a very important question that we forgot to ask yesterday, and the question is a serious question here: What would you do if Trump is convicted on some of these charges mm. that he has? Because he got a lot of criminal charges out there right now, like ninety-one of them out there, and so would that change your vote? And it turns out, uh, people who said that they would not vote for Biden in the earlier polls. 6% of those people said that they would uh, vote for Biden now. And this changes the results to Biden net 49%, Trump 39% if he gets convicted. 
and puts Biden in the lead in every one of those states that we said Trump was winning them hmm. if there ends up being a conviction. So I don't think we can just brush off that part and say that it's not going to have any effect on anyone. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so jailing your political opponents yes, works. Yes, it does work. <laughs> We've created the incentive structure now. We're going to follow South America's lead or whatever it is. And uh, China. That's, that's the new strategy. You yeah. just put your political opponents in jail. <laughs> you charge them with a bunch of random things, probably a lot of things that you did too, but who cares? You just go ahead and charge them while you're in power and you won't have to worry about the whole reelection nonsense. Amen. You know? Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to clarify yesterday that I, I was not wrong. This is the incentive. <laughs> this is why. Do you see why it's so important? Why people, well, this is the incentive for, uh, you know, governments to imprison their political mm -hmm. opponents. This is why they do it. And you see why it's so you important still that they're have doing right now. A free and fair election. <laughs> Bailey said, <laughs> Bailey said, is this what freedom feels like? Mm -hmm. It is. Yep. It ain't this free, is, man. This, Charlie, you know what this is? Cost a buck oh five and a Republican in jail. There's a better word for this. It's called democracy. It's, I know. That's what it is. Yeah. Biden free and is, fair is elections. protecting democracy with free and fair elections. Yeah. And you just jail your political opponent. Exactly. Beforehand, and mm -hmm. then the people decide <laughs> afterwards. <Yeah. laughs> okay, I had a random, uh, random nuanced conversation. You know how we talked about that shooter manifesto yesterday? Mm -hmm. Although technically it's a trans manifesto. But... Anyhow, uh, missed opportunity Trans from yesterday. The Tranifesto, I think is the other. Tranifesto, yeah. Uh, this, I was listening to Morning Wire, which is a Daily Wire thing. I, I get some news from it on my drive over here in the morning. It's, it's pretty cool. I Thanks, recommend ben. it 15, 15 minutes and you get some news updates that are only slightly slanted to the right. It's not too bad. It's like listening to NPR, only done by the Daily Wire. But anyway, they had this policy... It got me thinking. They have this policy where they don't name the shooter. They've been doing this for a while. And the, the idea is, it's a super annoying thing that they do because they'll publish like 100 articles about the shooting and do all these podcast episodes and everything and do everything ex except for like, I'm not telling you the name. The anonymous the shooter. Person. They'll talk about it forever. Yeah. Like you can't get the name anywhere else, but you still spend all this time learning about the, uh, learning about the shooter. And of course they would dead name a tranny shooter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Daily Wire for you. And so I was listening this morning and they didn't they they didn't want to give the shooter's name, but they were talking about the manifesto. And it got me thinking, you know, this whole manifesto not being released. And I know everyone's been talking about how oh, we need to get this released. Why is it that they're not releasing this thing? And we only got three pages from Steven Crowder. There's probably a hundred pages. In, in this thing and probably a video too. And we don't even know if, if Crowder cherry picked uh, the page that had to do with uh, white privilege and, and fancy schools and stuff like that. There could be way more. Uh, and maybe we'll figure that out. It got me thinking, okay, the idea with the Daily Wire is that you're not going to name the names because you don't want to give people notoriety and you don't want to incentivize future shooters, right? Like you don't, you don't want to make them famous essentially and you don't want to, uh, incentivize, to incentivize future people. Right. Yeah. But what about the manifesto? It got me thinking about whether or not it was actually a good idea to release a shooter's manifesto. Because uh, there's, this, there's this movie I like, and it starts off with uh, this terrorist having this manifesto, and, and uh, they're wanting him to give over some information. And he says, oh, well, if you read my manifesto, 
on the air, then I'll give you whatever information you want. The important thing was getting this, these ideas out there to the masses and sparking this revolution or, or whatever, you know. So it got me thinking, is it actually a good thing to release this Shooter's Manifesto? Or would that incentivize future people to say, well, I could write up a whole book of terrible ideas and the entire world would talk about it if I just go out and do some terrible enough things? Initially, I'm always on the default of give as much information as you can. Mm-hmm. I agree the with people, you. I like. I agree. It is get, information. Yeah, people should get to know what the truth is. But the, so this is just me. Um, this is just me feeling weird about what the Daily Wire does because they won't name the name because they don't want to give the shooter any notoriety. Not telling you the name. But they do want to push for the manifesto to be released so we can all read what this person's thoughts were and yeah. everything, which to me just kind of defeats the entire purpose mm. of that. It really just made me wonder whether or not it would be a good thing to release this person's crazy ideas out there to the world. I still agree with you that you want to have all the information and those things should be brought to light. You know, if that's what people are thinking, if this is the rationale behind why they do really terrible things, that we need to know, we need to know as a society... You know, that's what, why police carry flashlights to bring things so they can bring things alike into the light. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they need to bring a flashlight onto this manifesto, I guess. I know. And uh, get Tran- it out Tranifesto. There. So Tranifesto. <laughs> Trans manifesto, I think, is a pretty good one, too. I underline where they said the Daily Wire is not naming. And then they go on to read like all put out all the person's thoughts and beliefs like you can't do anything. I'm just trying to figure out what the heck they're actually trying to do. And someone just said it's their version of virtue signaling. I completely agree. I, I get so annoyed every time they do this. I'm trying to figure out what the idea is. Uh, hey, I got you talking about it. Sure yeah, other people talk about it. Just did. It's a shtick. I did want to mention from yesterday, you know, we talked a lot about the class struggle session part of this, um, of this manifesto. And I, you know, after talking with some people on Twitter back and forth a little bit, it really was a lot of anti-white stuff as well, which is weird because, you know, she's white and also one of the guys that was killed was black. Uh, but there, there did seem to be a lot of anti-white hatred in this as well. And I just wonder what's going to be in the rest of the thing, you know? Well, White people are privileged. Well, yeah. White people yeah. are rich. Do you think it has so, anything to do with what uh, has been going on in the country over the last few years, 10 years, uh, you know? I mean, I, don't, I think you're naive if you don't <laughs> think that the BLM protests have anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely. You know, and then the, the whole black safe spaces and you're not allowed to talk certain parts of the campus if you're not black. The entire woke movement, you really. Have, you don't think... Whatever her name, White Fragility, that book. You yeah. Because here's the thing. She probably felt guilty as someone who went to this private school. Yeah. White guilt. She probably had some white guilt. So not mm-hmm. only did she want to take herself out, she wanted to take as many of these perpetrators of violence out with her. Mm. Interesting. She didn't want these privileged kids to grow up and perpetrate more violence on black people. Well, have no fear, Charlie, because the guy who's yeah. currently... What's I don't. Up? I don't want to name her name. The author's no. name. No, you don't want to say it. No, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say it. Robin. <laughs> Robin. I'm not gonna tell your last name. Robin something. No, no, we don't but want to identify people like no. that. I'm gonna dead name these authors. <laughs> uh, it. Luckily, the guy who's winning in the polls currently for president has a way that we're gonna fix these problems. You know, because uh, you see people go in the colleges. These college campuses are just nuts. 
these days. Remember when me and you went and saw that No Safe Spaces mm-hmm. documentary? I feel like it's gotten way worse since then. With but Adam Adam Carolla. That was pretty crazy too. Yeah. Um, and so Trump has a plan to revolutionize higher education when he gets elected. Okay, and there's a video associated with this. We can read the description and then watch the video or watch the video and then read the description. Let's read it first because the first one is hilarious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is Trump's so, plan, the, the Republican... My plan! Nominee for president, probably. I have a plan, a great plan. Create a free, federally funded online <laughs> university. Hold on. Yeah. A what? Create a free, federally funded... Or that could read a federally funded free (laughs) online university called American Academy. American Academy. The name matters. But here's the thing. It's American. Trump already failed at one university. He doesn't have a great track record with this whole thing. In fact, I'm pretty sure he had to pay out some money for the Trump University failure. What he didn't have was the sole authorization to use force over other people (laughs) to fund it for free. For free, exactly. (laughs) Um, He's going to ban wokeness and jihadism. Okay. Uh, Allow credentials to be used to apply for government and federal contractor jobs. You know? Good. Good. Funnel those good government workers mm-hmm. right through right the system. Right up to your free, federally funded mm-hmm. school. Grant credit to students for past coursework. Tax large private university endowments like Harvard's to pay for the free school. <laughs> <laughs> this is free. But you, you know, Harvard, <laughs> you know, they've got billions of dollars invested in the stock market that they make a return on. Uh, that's their endowment there. Uh, just like any... But but just like most companies. Yeah, are, well, I hate Harvard as much as the next guy. But if that's where people sent their money and that's where they wanted it to go and go into the school's endowment. Uh, now, these these colleges deserve all the criticism in the world for how terrible they are, why they're so expensive when they're sitting on billions of dollars in endowments and putting, you know, bankrupting kids who are wanting to go to school there. Sure, that conversation needs to be had. But we're going to tax their endowments to pay for the free school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Sue and fine institutions that fail to uphold free speech laws or encourage anti-Semitism. Quote, we spend more money on higher education than any other country. And yet they're turning our students into communists and terrorists and sympathizers of many, many different dimensions. We can't let this happen. Now I, I agree with what he just said. We spend a lot of money on higher education and colleges are turning our students and the commies and terrorists, which is the same thing. You could have just said commies and then (laughs) sympathizers of many, many different dimensions, worse of them being communism and saying that we, uh, we can't let this happen. I I would let the market decide. I would let the market figure that out. But But then also he says, sue and fine institutions that fail to uphold free speech laws or encourage anti-Semitism. Like you're free to be mm anti-Semitic. Now I, Obviously, I, I morally disagree with that, but you're free mm. to you're free to have pro Palestine. Like free speech is still free speech. So how are you going to ban wokeness and jihadism, but then still stand up for free speech? How are you going to ban wokeness and jihadism when one is this? Uh, I I would say progressive, but it's really regressive or whatever. But this ultra progressive form of culture 
and jihadism, which is like an ultra conservative form of a culture at the same time. And you're going to <laughs> find institutions that fail to uphold free speech laws at free, the same time. Free conservative speech. <laughs> it's like, but Trump, see, Trump is smart though, because he takes what all the people want to hear and he just lays them out in sentences. Yeah. And people don't care how he's logically going to get there. That doesn't matter because most people aren't actually almost everyone. No one's logical. <laughs> Hardly anyone. Maybe the autistic community. And yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Everyone else. It's literally it's emotions. Someone first. says something and you feel a certain way and you're like, yeah, I'm voting for that guy because mm -hmm. he's going to he's going to ban wokeness and promote free speech. My wife would respond <laughs> with, well, you're very emotional about thinking logically. <laughs> I mean, we are all, we're all emotional, but some people are emotionally intelligent mm -hmm. enough to be able to process <laughs> You wouldn't know emotions, anything about that. Yeah. To be able to process their emotions <laughs> logically and not just act on feelings. Let's, uh, let's play the clip of Trump talking about this right quick. That, it's a problem because uh, what you'll see a lot in, in this episode, if we have time to run through everything that's in it today, which we, which we should really, but you see just a lot of contradictions all over the place. There's no core philosophy. There's mm -hmm. no core logic to anything. We start, we talked about the daily wire thing, you know, where they don't want to name the shooter, but they want to make sure that that person's manifesto gets out there to the world. Like, which one is it? You don't want to help incentivize them. You do want to incentivize them. And then we're going to talk about uh, a couple things here in a second where nuance really matters in some of these conversations. But what bothers me are these conservatives who hate wokeness. They hate what's going on at the colleges. Uh, they typically don't like big government unless their guy's in control of it, which we've seen. But the main question is... Unless they're cult leaders in control. Ameri yeah. American Academy. It, listen, y'all, Trump, if he gets elected, he's going to have four years. Who runs American Academy after that? Is American Academy just going to be a free, federally funded, communist academy <laughs> where we streamline the commie process through people? Straight to the you government? You can't guarantee me what this thing is going to be teaching. So, all right. I have to mention, speaking <laughs> of feelings really quick, because, you know, you guys need to go to the Fed Haters Club, that a self-identified self -identified woman who uh, I believe has lady parts because she has children. Yeah. So she's full okay. on, full on lady. Like a biological As female. far as we can tell. Mm -hmm. Her name is a lady's name that in, we know in, of. In some cultures, yeah. And she says, this is why we need to repeal the 19th. Yeah. I didn't say that. I didn't say it. She did. I just, I will do my part for the women who shouldn't speak right now in saying that we had a lot of bad things before the 19th, okay? We already had the income tax and the Federal Reserve mm -hmm. and a lot of terrible stuff. Just way worse that, things after. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just kept getting worse just, afterwards, yeah. but um, you can't just place that all squarely on women, although since was, then, I think you can blame mostly women. It was getting worse. It's mm -hmm. getting worse faster. <laughs> that has nothing to do with technology and stuff, obviously. No. no, not that any women created. No. Well, she says, sure you can, blame us. <laughs> This is coming straight from a, a, a woman's mouth. It could be a, uh, it could possibly be a guy who's presenting as a woman to hold down women for like, this is the patriarchy in action. Mm. Don't you think? Well, 
and that he had children. <laughs> hey, you can you can put anything Look, you want on a, all on I a know profile, is this is a you know? uterus having person. Maybe. Yeah. Have you did you do an MRI? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. Well, then you don't know, do you? <laughs> I guess I don't know for sure. <laughs> hey, let's hear what Trump had to say about this. Recent weeks, Americans have been horrified to see students and faculty at Harvard and other once-respected universities expressing support for the savages and jihadists who attacked Israel. We spend more money on higher education than any other country, and yet they're turning our students into communists and terrorists and sympathizers of many, many different dimensions. We can't let this happen. It's time to offer something dramatically different. Under the plan I'm announcing today, we will take the billions and billions of dollars that we will collect by taxing, fining, and suing excessively large private university endowments. And we will then use that money to endow a new institution called the American Academy. Its mission will be to make a truly world-class education available to every American, free of charge, and do it without adding a single dime to the federal debt. This institution will gather an entire universe of the highest quality educational content covering the full spectrum of human knowledge and skills and make that material available to every American citizen online for free. Whether you want lectures or ancient histories or an introduction to financial accounting or training in a skilled trade, the goal will be to deliver it and get it done properly using study groups, mentors, industry partnerships, and the latest breakthrough in computing. This will be a truly top-tier education option for the people. It will be strictly non-political, and there will be no wokeness or jihadism allowed. None of that's going to be allowed. <laughs> Most importantly, the American Academy will compete directly with the existing and very costly four-year university system by granting students degree credentials that the U.S. government and all federal contractors will henceforth recognize. The Academy will award the full and complete equivalent of a bachelor's degree. In addition to help the 40 million Americans who have some college education but no degree, the American Academy will grant credit for past coursework at legacy institutions and give you the chance to complete your education at the American Academy for free and much more quickly than is now possible or available. When are they going to figure out that this dude is a liberal Democrat from New York? Yeah. Literally. Like, he is... And he's putting it right out in front, basically. Spends more money than any president in history. Now, of course, there was a pandemic, but still, he's, he signed the bills. Mm -hmm. Okay? He spent the money. He, he did not get to budget neutral like he promised. No. Okay. He said he was going to erase the debt at one point in time. Right. We, we increased the <laughs> debt massively. So he's a big spender. Always has been in his personal life as well as government life. Mm. Imagine being a billionaire and then having access to trillions. <laughs> you know? And then now he's coming out with, with free education. And we know that'll never work. A free, it's so many. And it, when is anything run by the government a good thing? First off, yeah, that's that's the point right there. What track record from the U.S. government do we have in knowing that they're going to put together this online uh, college 
that's going to be better than all of the other colleges out there that are for profit. It's going to run on money taxed out of other people's accounts. Listen, I, I try to not let my hatred for the Ivy League schools. But what happens when that money runs judgment? Out? Yeah, no, it's they, they've got so much money. That's the other thing. How much money do they have? I, that's that's something I want to know. Uh, we could probably Google that. How much money is in endowments in the uh, whatever legacy college, Ivy League, whatever you want to call it? Really enough to do this? I mean, good lord, the Obamacare website costs two billion dollars. So how? How are we going to tax the money that they have? And then, as libertarians, is it even right to tax the money that they have? No, because it's their money, and people gave it. People gave it to them. They left it to them when they, you know, when they kicked the bucket. They sent their money over there for whatever reason. They have these endowments, and that's what people freely did with their money. Harvard University has fifty-three billion. Yale has forty-two billion. University of Texas has forty billion. Stanford thirty-eight billion. Princeton thirty-seven billion. The total endowment market value of U.S. institutions stood at $807 billion. So let me, let me phrase it to you this way, a little differently. I wonder what the Catholic Church is, but be, it's worldwide. He's doing a really good job. The Catholic Church has to be trillion, at least. Yeah, that's a lot. I know that Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, though, those, those Probably Mormons, got a lot. I oh. know they're, they're upwards of 20, 30, 40 billion. So he, uh, he frames this as targeting these colleges like Harvard who have all this money. And that's really smart because it triggers an emotion and you're, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I hate those colleges. They shouldn't have that money. We should put this towards Trump university. Oh, hang on. Sorry. And, and so we're going to do that. What's up? The endowment funds of the 20 degree granting post-secondary institutions with the largest endowments by rank order. So this is 20, just 20 of them from, uh, Harvard all the way down to Cornell. Um, by the end of the physical year of 2021. So of course, this is when the market was ridiculously high. Remember it peaked, peaked <laughs> yeah, in November of yeah. 2021. They started the beginning of 2021 at 691 billion. They ended the, the physical year of 2021 in, at $927.1 billion. So almost okay. a trillion between the top 20 universities. So how about this, uh, conservatives or conservative libertarians who are fine with this? Let's say that we're not going to take it from these colleges because we all hate these colleges. Let's say that we're going to take it out of Apple's bank account because they have a bunch of cash sitting in their bank account that they've saved up over a lot of time. Or we're going to take it from Warren Buffett's bank account and we're going to tax this money that they're hoarding, keeping out of the economy while people are struggling. And we're going to take this and we're going to start a free public university by taking it from these people who are hoarding this wealth and we're going to put it to better use. And the answer would be no. The only thing that changes is that you very strongly hate the people who have this money right now. And so you would jump on it. And the even bigger question, would they even be able to do it? It's probably going to go more something like when the U.S. government does something. It would probably take longer than Trump's term to even fully put together because they're going to be building an entire online college. And I'm trying to learn WordPress right now. And I'm telling you, it's tough. If I had to build a whole online college, it'd be tough right now. Okay. I know there's YouTube videos, learn how to do it right now, but I'm just saying they're going to spend a bunch of money doing that. It's going to take years for them to put it all together. Trump probably whole infrastructure. Be in and he'll be out of office before the thing even starts. And after that, you might have Gavin Newsom running the American Academy. After that, who gets to decide what the course content is? 
on this thing, that we're going to take money from the economy, from private institutions, bank accounts, and fund this free online course. And once you do that, <clears throat> then you talk about the notion of something being free, everyone being able to go and do it and get these degrees from it. You know, easily you've completely you spend... destroyed the value of any degree. You know what you have to do if you go to American Academy and you get your bachelor's? You've got to go to another institution and get another degree, a master's or a doctorate to set yourself apart from all the people who got the free American Academy degrees. It's basically going to be a giant community college. It's... No one cares, you know? It's going to be as valuable as a high school <clears throat> diploma. Yeah. Yeah. And then you could probably spend this trillion dollars in a, in a matter of, God, they could easily do it in a year. So then what? Yeah. Once you run out of the trillion, like you've taken, let's take 100% of all the endowments of all these private universities. Right now we have the top 20, which is almost a trillion dollars. What? You're telling me they're not going to spend $250 billion no, the, a year on this free education? The thing you, think, did, you think people are going to make videos for free? The you thing, think the professors are going to work for free? Well, they got to pay for it. That's, they got to pay for it somehow. What's going to happen to the value the of those? The IT staff is going to run the website for free when it crashes every 10 seconds? What's going to happen to the value of those endowments once the government starts taxing them and taking money out of them? Are people going to... What's going to happen to the stock pull market? Pull their money? You know, what's, what's going, it's just a terrible idea. Because all these endowments are invested. <clears throat> so imagine just taking a trillion dollars out of the U.S. stock market. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, um, let's move on to this next thing right quick. That should definitely be in Dumb Bleep of the Week. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when it comes up to Dumb Bleep of the Week. Uh, Costco already called it. He's the one who submitted it. <laughs> but you <laughs> know how many conservatives are going <clears> to <throat> praise this plan? Oh, yeah. Plan? Totally for it. That was from, uh, that was, that was from Charlie Kirk. You know, ultra conservative turning point USA guy, the the government weaponized, government's too big, we gotta have smaller government, the founding fathers type of government, constitutional type government. Oh yeah, free, federally funded online university that the government's gonna run. That's a great idea. <sighs> it's awesome. <clears throat> These people have no principles whatsoever, and that's why we're in the mess that we're in right now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Man, daylight savings time just <laughs> happened. It and did. I got to tell you, I hate it. Does and it the make reason I hate it is because it gets dark and darkness leads to being sad. It, it can. It really it can. can. We're coming up on the holidays too. And that's a time of the year that people get really sad as well. Uh, you know, you're dealing with your, your families and stuff like that. A lot of scheduling things that happen. I get super stressed out about all the scheduling. So what, do you have issues with that? I don't and know. then it doesn't last long enough because yeah. like the holidays can be really fun. But it's the, it, to me, it's really about the sun. <laughs> that's, that's really what it is. It gets dark, mm -hmm. and then I get dark. Oh, you you know, doing doing therapy, by the way, could be kind of a bright spot. Charlie, I know that you do some do some therapy with your better better help guy every now and then, and that can kind of be a little ray of sunshine. It's you actually know, amazing. That yeah yeah, I love better help. It's one of my favorite things to look forward to has through it, the week. Has it actually helped? Yeah, a lot. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, tell. as I one of my tell. friends, yeah. you you know what's happened <laughs> this past year, and yeah. so I've done I've done therapy too. By the way, not not with BetterHelp, but I, I've done therapy and it it helps. So I mean, I, I know so some people are reluctant to do that, and maybe it can be tough to talk about things. But tr trust me, you're not gonna regret it. You, you'll be happy that you did it. Uh, so if you're if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. Speaking of people with no principles and something just just gives me no hope. Totally ridiculous. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now she's introducing this motion to censure Rashida Tlaib for being a Hamas terrorist sympathizer who wants to kill all of the Jews. And so she's trying to censure Rashida Tlaib. If you, if you remember a couple weeks ago, we had a day that was almost like January 6th when people broke into the Capitol grounds. No, they were they, on the left, though. They so. occupied uh, the Cannon office building. And you know who's really upset about this is Marjorie Taylor Greene is upset about Rashida Tlaib inciting this violent occupation of a Capitol building Mm. through her words that she said leading up to this day. Yes, that's a real thing that's happening right now. So let's see. Let's listen to her talking about some of this. Should we indict Rashida Tlaib? For incitement? Yeah. I don't know. She said peacefully and patriotically march over to the Cannon office building, you know, so I think she's free and clear. Yeah. Uh, Here's part of her speech. Palestinian babies at the hands of Israel. Whereas Rashida Tlaib incited an illegal occupation at the United States Capitol complex on October 18th, 2023, which put members of Congress, their staffs and Capitol visitors in danger by shutting down elevators, stairwells and points of aggress while obstructing official business in both the House of Representatives and the Senate, including a Senate Foreign Affairs Committee hearing. Whereas the illegal occupation incited by Rashida Tlaib was organized by Jewish Voice for Peace, which is the Anti-Defamation League calls a radical anti-Israel activist group that advocates for a complete economic, cultural, and academic boycott of the state of Israel, and that believes Israeli... All right, so just not even getting into the Israel-Hamas thing. I get so annoyed by this because you have MTG up here wanting to censure someone for it, wanting to saw that. <laughs> wanting to censure someone for inciting a Palestinian erection up there <laughs> and uh, does no one did she not write that down and say huh this is going to look really weird when people are saying that I or Donald Trump helped incite the January 6th an intersex erection that happened, yeah. you know, but I'm going to come up here and call for someone to be censured because of things. She lists out tweets going back years and quotes from speeches and says that she incited this insurrection at the Capitol building. Yeah, because did, she, they, did that never click in her head? They want to use the ever? same tactics. That's, that's the problem with going against principles. Like all you're doing is stooping down to their level, right? I did everything right, and they indicted me. You know? There you go. It, when, when by principle, they're all criminals, like, well, pretty yeah. much. By our but, principles, yeah. yeah. Well, by the principles of morality and common decency. Exactly. You know, pretty much all. Yeah. We could probably <laughs> indict every single one of them if we had, if we had any, I was going to say balls, but can I say that on the radio? 
I just did. Um, sure. Footballs. We watched football last yeah, we weekend. Watched, we did. Yeah, but we didn't have any. There's one right there on the shelf, if yeah. that's what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly so we have what one. We about. have one ball. You're right. Between the two of us. Okay, this thing <laughs> happened. Uh, some people did something yesterday, and uh, it was an, an, an old Jewish man. I'll, I'll read this. Uh, was for, This is from End Wokeness was murdered by a pro-Palestine activist. The medical examiner already ruled it the homicide. Here's what happened. There was a protest, and there was also a protest. One side was like uh, free Palestine. One side was Jew. And the Palestine protester allegedly hit the old Jewish man with a, with a megaphone, and he fell back. A bullhorn. He, uh, a bullhorn, fell back. Uh, hit his head and had a brain hemorrhage and died. Mm. That's sad. Okay, it's sad when that happens. I don't think there's there's video of the actual thing occurring. I've got the video because one of the things I read, oh, how's the deck clock is still running from that episode where we had the deck clock going. <sighs> Scariest. It's just, there's just all kinds of windows tucked away over here that I don't know about, I guess. Um, Be careful. Yeah, that's a scary, that's a scary <laughs> deck clock right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. I got you. Um, there is video immediately afterwards of the guy on the ground, and that's you know that's that's sad. He fell back, hit his head. Still alive, right there. Alive at that point, right there. Um, older man had a uh, had a had oh, a uh, brain hemorrhage. God, he's bleeding a lot. And uh, and died. Yeah, let's um, let's get off of that now. Mm. I'm just gonna. I'm being annoying today. I'm letting like. Like if I had autism, I'm like letting the show through today <laughs> because I'm, I'm finding it so impossible these days. Let me tell you a personal problem I have. I can't tweet anything or post anything on X because you just have to say the dumbest things with zero nuance, just completely binary. This is either this or this. There's never any room for nuance. You can't really have much of a conversation about anything. You've got to make the these outlandish statements and just go with it and never have any nuance whatsoever. You see, right just now... Just to get attention. Yeah, to get attention. And that's how you go viral. And that's where I'm like, well, we're never going to... I don't... I can't engage in the kind of things that I see people doing on Twitter because none of them make any sense to me. Like this post. One, I will admit that the way the media is uh, talking about this is very hypocritical and has to do with uh, what side pushed what side. For instance, CNN says man in California dies after suffering head injury at pro-Israeli and pro-Palestinian demonstrations. Uh, this is New York Times, but I don't know. Jewish man dies after altercation at dueling protests in California. Um, top right is, looks like NBC, Jewish man dies after hitting head in altercation at dueling pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian rallies. And then the next one looks like maybe a Fox News local thing. Jewish man dies from injuries suffered in Israel-Palestine rally in Westlake Village. Now, if this were reversed, you could play that game. Let's say the opposite thing happened. Let's say the Jew pushed the Palestinian and the Palestinian died afterwards. My guess is those headlines would be would be worded differently. It's very close to the uh, SUV killing people in that parade, mm -hmm. like that kind of thing. Right. To you know, as opposed to uh, white man kills black people. But again, you know? this is the same <clears throat> principle, though. It's the same principle of like, why do you want? 
you should not want the media coverage to do to to pick sides like that anyway. So why do you want them to pick your side now? Yeah, because it's been happening to you. And this is what this is where I understand that people want to punch back. Mm-hmm. I get it. I really do. But at the same time, like again, all you're doing is you're stooping down to their level that you don't even agree with. By the way, but you're going to act as if you do so that your side wins. You take rather an, than do the right thing. You take an example like George Floyd and Derek Chauvin. Now, what was decided was that that was murder. And what you will see from many of these same more right-wing pages is, oh, that wasn't murder. People keep calling it murder. That was he had drugs in his system or that was involuntary manslaughter at best or something Standard like police that. Protocol. You know, that's a that's just that that's not what murder is. Yada yada yada. But then when it comes to this, I get it, tragic, and I'm sure the guy hated the other dude probably because he was Jewish, and I'm, I'm sure he meant him harm by pushing him to the ground or by hitting him with the bullhorn. Was he trying to kill him when he, when he hit him with the bullhorn, do you think? Now, did he know that it could cause bodily injury that could lead to death? That's a possibility, you know? But is this an actual, like, Oh, I'm mad at this guy. I'm going to murder him right yeah, now. Like, right. is that really what everyone thinks happened? I um, I don't know. I wasn't. No, the we guy. don't know. We weren't, weren't there. Yeah. And from what I saw, and it is at least manslaughter. I would say it's something yeah. like that. And yeah, I'm he in, caused bodily harm that led to death. What I'm annoyed about is what Charlie just brought up. Is that when it's the opposite, then the same people would be saying, oh, it's not a murder. That's an involuntary manslaughter. Or that's an altercation or whatever. When it's flip-flops, they're like, oh, that's straight up murder. And the, new, and the media is saying that it's not. Mm. There's, when, when you live in this world with it's no the same principles. people on the right who want to censor people on the left because the left is censoring them. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how about we don't censor it? How about fight for the right to not censor anybody? You know, because all you're doing, and see, I know this because a lot of my family members you know, I asked them, like, why do you like Trump so much? Like, why did you vote for Trump? It doesn't make sense. He's not a conservative. Mm-hmm. Help me understand. Almost every single one of them said, well, you know, he punches back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he fights back. We've been, we've been getting beat down and beat down and beat down and beat down by the woke left. It's finally someone is standing up and fighting back. And then he can offer the same things that the left does. And they'll all go along with it. And then I get a little bit more annoyed because this page, which is a ma- massive page that posts out a lot of really good things, this end, end wokeness page, says the man was murdered by a pro-Palestine activist. The medical examiner already ruled it a homicide. Well, this person probably knows, and if they don't, then they should know that homicide does not mean murder. Homicide means that a, that a person killed another person. By the way, if you defend yourself, if someone comes into your house and you are 100% in the right, and you shoot them, that's a homicide. It's not a murder, but it's a homicide, okay? That's what the medical examiner would rule it as. So those mean different things. And so when you say, this was murder, the medical, medical examiner already ruled it a homicide, that means nothing. It, it means nothing. Until, you, until the person gets arrested, from what I saw, there hasn't been an arrest made um, so far, uh, but we'll see. And from what I heard, there's no video of the actual thing happening. So it's going to be, going to be tough. I doubt you're going to say, see uh, some massive, uh, JLM protests out there burning down buildings <laughs> or anything like that. But, um, yeah, 
you know, we'll see if people are going to be mad about this. Well, <laughs> typically because Jewish people have more sense than that. Yeah. Okay. And then I've got an, I've got the one person who you would never imagine. I'm going to say offered up a nuanced explanation of a situation. Barack Hussein, Barack Obama. Hussein Obama. And I heard people tearing this apart. And when I listened to it, he's talking about Israel and uh, Hamas and Palestine. When I listened to it, I was like, yeah, that's about right. This is complicated. Now he speaks for a while. And also, he, you've never heard of Pod Save America? They <laughs> it's pretty the, big. They got the freaking pres- former yeah. president on there. Um, Pretty, you know, in, in this clip. They're woke left. But he says a lot of things without saying anything in the most Obama way, fa- you know, possible. So he can. So this is Obama Harris. Keep making, keep making money uh, all the time. But this is Kamala listen, Obama. This is a just annoying thing that I have to show with him. Now he's partially responsible for some. Of the, he was president for eight years. Surely he's responsible for some things, and he talks about that. But I just had to give slight props to the fact that he said a couple things I agree with here. Maybe you'll disagree. I don't know. There's any chance of us being able to act constructively to do something. It will require an admission of complexity and maintaining what on the surface may seem contradictory ideas. That, that what Hamas did was horrific and there's no justification for it. And what is also true is that the, the occupation and what's happening to Palestinians is, is unbearable. And what is also true is that there is a history of the Jewish people that may be dismissed unless your grandparents or your great-grandparents or your uncle or your aunt tell you stories about the madness of anti-Semitism. And what is true is that there are people right now who are dying who have nothing to do with what Hamas did. And what is true I mean, we can go on for a while. And the problem with the social media and trying to TikTok activism and trying to debate this on that is you can't speak the truth. You can pretend to speak the truth. You can speak one side of the truth. And in some cases, you can try to maintain your moral innocence, but that won't solve the problem. And so if you want to solve the problem, then you have to take in the whole truth. And you then have to admit nobody's hands are clean, that all of us are complicit to some degree. I l- Anyway, that's enough. He talks way too slow for me. I wanted to hear the rest of it. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. go. Because now he's this. getting into some accountability, he's which might talk be about nice. him. Yeah. And I think that... He's not going to take accountability. He's going to say that there's nothing that he could have done, basically. Oh. <laughs> what could I have done during my presidency to move this forward as hard as I tried? I've got the scars to prove it. Does he? But there's a part of me that's still saying, well, was there something else I could have done? 
That's the conversation we should be having. Not just looking backwards, but looking forward. And, and that can't happen if we are confining ourselves to our outrage. I would rather see you out there talking to people, including people who you disagree with. If you genuinely want to change this, then you've got to figure out how to speak to somebody on the other side and listen to them and understand what they are talking about and not, and not dismiss it. Because you can't save that child without their help. Not in this situation. I thought that was great. I thought it was pretty good. It's really good. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever played a clip of Obama saying something and then said it was good afterwards. So yeah. this is a kind of a weird moment mm -hmm. in uh, podcasting well, history for it us. It speaks the truth. Yeah, I, I think he's right about the fact that you have to admit it's kind of what we've been saying. Maybe that's why I heard it. And multiple things it. can be There's true at the same a time. A lot of things that weird. are true. How yeah. weird. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, Israel has done things that are wrong. Clearly what Hamas did is but wrong. This is where this is where it goes into theology for me, because it's this whole this this mantra that we have in our culture is religious. It's the it's the if you're not with me, you're against me thing. Mm -hmm. Right. To Like to be pro-Palestine is to be anti-Semitic. Is it? And to be pro-Jewish is to hate Muslims. But is that real? Are you saying that? I'm saying that's in our culture. That's, oh, that's what our what, culture says. Saying that's our like binary. Uh, right. Um, but it's not true. Yeah. No, it's not it's true. Not. You can, you can, you can have disgust for the anti-Semitism, anti which by the way, that's being per perpetrated by the woke left, which is just so weird to me. It's a lot. It, a lot of it is right. Um, so you can have disgust for that because it absolutely is disgusting. People have been trying to exterminate the Jews since they started, I guess, or since God created them or whatever you want to <laughs> believe. Um, and then also like you can also have empathy and sympathy for the, at least, at least the, the innocent Palestinian children who deserve none of what Israel's doing to them. Like you have to, like <laughs> you have to be truthful about the fact that there are people dying who have nothing to do with this conflict whatsoever. Doesn't mean he's saying that there has to be a ceasefire. I'm sure he is saying stuff like that, but you have to at least be honest about that fact when you're talking about it. Like there's people dying that had nothing to do with this. So what are you going to do? Also, what Hamas did was terrible. Also, Hamas wants to destroy Israel. Also, Israel has done a lot of bad things in the past. Also, uh, maybe people had land taken away from, yep. from them or not. But one thing he said that I think is important is that he said we have to look forward instead of backward, nice politicians speak, stuff like that. But it goes back to something we said last week. Um, I, the way I said that was, we don't have a time machine. We can't do anything about this. Israel exists. We're not going to go back and not create Israel through the UN and maybe people push off their land or maybe not. I don't know, timeline's fuzzy on that whole thing. We're not going to fix that part. What we have to figure out is what are we going to do right now with this conflict? There's people dying on both sides, clearly, What's a way that we can actually move forward? Let's say it's destroying Hamas. What does that mean? How are they going to how going to destroy Hamas? How do you even know who all the Hamas people are? How do you know there's not going to be? It appears to me that Hezbollah is gearing up for it looks like joining. That too. So this, like we said, like we said, this is probably going to get worse before it gets better. Um, but to your point, I mean, we do have to look for we we. The only people speaking the truth about this are shows like this. That's it. Mm. The people that you listen to that are either all pro-Palestine or all pro-Israel, 
are wrong. That's you where have you have to be willing to take in all sides and stand up for human life, which is what which is what's valuable. And human life on all sides, not even just Palestinian human yeah. life, but then also people in Israel. The ones who, you disagree with, maybe. You know, who Hamas is definitely going to want to do more October 7th Jihad Weekend again, or whatever they end up calling the thing. I don't know. Yeah. They haven't given it a cool name yet. Jihad Weekend. I'm going to submit that one right now. <laughs> but um, Weekend at Jihad's. Got, got a direct you know? line to Hamas or something? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe <laughs> they're watching the show. To the, uh, also to the live group's point, what I was talking about earlier is, um, you know, it's very weird. The timeline's weird for me, even if you just look back to 2016, which is you had the woke left calling Trump a Nazi mm-hmm. and how we have to get rid of him because he's going to bring white supremacy, nationalist, Nazi sympathizing to America, authoritative leader. This guy is Hitler incarnate. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were also very concerned about then, anti-Semitism on Twitter. Yes. You know, especially with Elon Musk taking over. Those exact same people uh, support the Nazis in Ukraine, like the literal Nazis that we've, we've called out on the show. And then now they're, they're in support of Hamas. So it's like... Also, they, Russia is helping to arm, to arm Hezbollah. Uh, and they hate Russia. But Russia is helping Hezbollah, who's fighting Israel. So they like Hezbollah, but they hate Russia because mm. they're fighting their favorite Nazis in Ukraine. Yeah. Make it make sense. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> and this is like, this is all just... I think you brought up a good point couple weeks ago when you said this all makes sense when you look at it through the you know oppressor versus the oppressee lens that's all it is and what's happening is is like okay who is the who is the most victimized in this situation and it doesn't matter if you have to turn into a nazi to protect the victims this is and god the only thing that explains everything goes back to what jordan peterson has been talking about for years Mm -hmm. yeah The, the compassionate left it's not compassion. You know, what does he say? It's, it's a mother's bare compassion that'll get you eaten. <laughs> True. You know, like we have a, we have a really deep psychological, theological, cultural issue. That's the real, that's the whole truth of it. Mr. Obama, President Obama, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the whole truth of it is we've, we're, we've devolved our culture into this essence of a religious themed, if you're not wins- if you're not with me, you're against me. Populism, populism, which you said is a good thing. Feelings based. <laughs> yeah, I was arguing in a debate. <laughs> All right, go back and listen yeah. to it. Go back and listen. I did a good job. Yeah, I lost, but I did mm-hmm. a good job. At least I was willing to debate. That's true. You weren't. Still I'm willing to stay. I'm willing to debate. Probably. Yeah, hit me up. Nate at goodmorningliberty.com. <laughs> Which will right, get you there. <laughs> All right, let's go. We got to go. All right. If you hated today's episode, share it with a friend. If you loved it, keep it to yourself. That's what I say this mm-hmm. time. Go to godhatesfeds.com. Pick up the latest merch. Did you make that shirt that was requested? No. Oh. No. Well, in about a year or two, Nate will get on those uh, t-shirt design requests that the yeah. live group submits. I was trying to figure out if the uh, $4.50 we were going to make off of it was worth it, you know, to make the design for the shirt, you make know. It, make it more expensive. So, I mean, I guess to sell more than one, that'd yeah. be good. <laughs> Inflate it. Yeah. Uh, Ron Paul was right, shirts. 
mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if only one person. It doesn't cost us anything to design it. It costs me something to design it. It's called time, and it's my most precious resource. And that's how much he cares about all of you. <laughs> so you should sign up. Sign up, join gml.com or go to godhatesfeds.com. Share the show with a friend, a family member, or a foe, and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast and Spotify. And if you do all that, we will be back tomorrow for a full show. Until then, I hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.